0: We're on a journey through the life and time of the Yav our patriarchs. And we're identifying stages of growth. Number one, Avraham's intelligence. Number two, which is sort of unspoken, Avraham's prophetic. Number three, Avraham's following the divine command, doing what God says, and in such, as such being a Jew. We also learn tangentially how we have to emulate all this. We should try and be like them, which means to say, although we're born Jewish, we should also try to earn our Jewishness as they earn their Jewishness. And finally, we learned about coven- the covenant, the Milah. What is special about the brismillah? What's special about the Milah is, it's bifsarchem, it's the first and only mitzvah that Abraham was able to do as we perform mitzvahs, elevating physical things. Right. So I don't know how many steps I gave you, but there's a bunch. Today's class is a bit of a digression. It's a little bit off to the side. In other words, as we journey through the life of us, we're going in a certain direction. Next week's class will be on the Akedah, which is the lex step. Today's class is part of the story, but it's a bit off to the side. It's a little bit uh, not in the flow. <coughs> and I want to preface today's class by reviewing last week's class and then making a very, very interesting observation. Last week's class came there into the following idea. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yankev earned their Jewishness. And there's no better way to be a person or a Jew or anything (laughs) than to earn it fair and square, kosher. (laughs) But in earning their relation with Eivishter they also defined it. How close were they to the Ebeshter that depended upon them? In other words, there was a built-in limit, an absolute limit. into the Aves Ha'aylam, our patriarchs and relation with the Ebeshter, that was defined by them. The aspect that is most emphatic, that's most important in defining the limit of the Aves was the inability to physically affect the world. In other words, to bring God into the physical world. The idea that we take a physical thing and use it for a mitzvah, God is permanently present in that physical item, they didn't have that possibility. When you use mezuzahs and they become unfit, the parchment is still holy, the ink is still holy. It was a chavsah shal kedusha, chavsah shal mitzvah. And you have to put it in shame, you have to treat it with respect. Because the mezuzah was not only the words, but it was the actual parchment. As a consequence, when it's no longer useful, you have to bury it with respect. If Avram had a mezuzah, he could have taken that mezuzah after it became possible and used it to stuff a bottle. He could have used it for scrap paper. Because although holy words written on the mezuzah, the mezuzah never became holy. The idea of pervading, of taking through a physical thing with godliness, happened when, quote-unquote, Hashem broke the decree between heaven and earth, and he allowed us to elevate the physical world. You put on tefillin. It's not just you and the act and the meaning by that. <coughs> the physical straps and the leather have become godly, holy. Same is true of matzah, and the same is true of lulav, and the same is true of sukkah, and the same is true of Hanukkah oil, and in some really, really profound and interesting and complicated way, Chanukah gelt. You give a child Chanukah gelt. Everybody knows what gelt is, right? The source of all evil. Chanukah gelt is holy gelt. How ironic. Because we have the capacity, because of God's gift, to transform physical things. The others couldn't do this. They couldn't. Now, the, the fancy way to say this, the really sophisticated and philosophical way to say what I just said, is, I'll give you the Hebrew words, there's something called el the higher level. There's something called takhtoinim, the lower level. And there is a gezeidah. Gezeidah means a decree. Gezeidah means a chasm, a cut. Between and The higher and lower, you can't bring them together. As I explained to you for thousands of years, you could either be holy, but if you were holy, you were unbelievably holy and utterly removed from the world, or you were m- steeped in materialism. There was no in-between. There was no balance. They, they made a division, higher or lower. If you were a higher person, you had to remove yourself from physical things because the physical things had nothing to do with holiness. When God gave us the Torah, he broke the decree and he says, no, you confuse the two the higher will descend, the lower will ascend you can bring God into the physical thing creating the possibility for being Jewish without being the holiest person on the planet you can be an ordinary person who is not perfect and yet you can have a relationship with Abish through mitzvahs why? because the physical act is meaningful not just the meditation, and the spirituality and the adikut the, nafshit the, the, the spiritual attachedness there is holiness in the act. That's why we're Jewish, because we do mitzvahs. So to repeat again, the language is Elyin and Tacht and higher and lower, and a geddar, a division between Elyin and Tacht. So when you learn Hasidus, and particularly in Lundar you repeatedly encounter, or you encounter repeatedly, the following argument. All the mitzvahs that the Aves did were like the smell of perfume. A smell of perfume wafts through the air, it attaches itself to you, so you have a good smell. But you have nothing. Just a reach. Anu, the mitzvahs that we do is Shemin and Turak shmecha. It's like owning the bottle of perfume. What's the difference between the good smell of perfume and having the actual bottle of perfume? So there's of course this great story about this very, very poor man who could not afford bread and cake. But he would always go into the bakery in the morning and just enjoy the smell, the aroma. And the stupid baker became very, very jealous of the fact that he's enjoying the aroma of his cookies. He took him to the Rav. He's charging him for uh, the delight of smelling his bread and cake. I was to pay for it. And the rabbi see how ridiculous this is. And he turns to the poor man and says, give me all your money. He says, Rebbe, I can't give you mind? We're going to start. Give me all your money. So after a long negotiations, he finally gives him all of his money and a lot of coins. He puts it into a paper bag. And he goes over to the baker and he shakes it in his ear. You hear the money? That's the payment for him smelling your cake. <laughs> 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 you hear the money? That's it. You want money? Sure. He smelled bread, you can hear coins. I say, this is the baby. That's no substance. They had a great, they didn't have the, they had smell, they had a great spiritual experience, but they didn't have the tangible, actual mitzvah they didn't have. We have the bottle of perfume. So, when you read all of these, things based on Midrash and Chazal, you come away with this idea that we're on a higher level than the others. And from a, a certain perspective, that's absolutely true. But, there are a handful of Sikhis that you don't know about. Not a lot of few. And one of them, the Rebbe actually spoke in 1992, Tafshidun and Beis. Not too many, but a handful. Where there is a counter-argument to this. There's a flip side to this. And the flip side to this is as follows. The Ovis stood in perpetual, that means constant, Never. the life of the Ovis was total sacrifice to God. They didn't have any balance in their lives. There was nothing other than their service of God. There was no vacation. There was no private life. Every breath, every ounce of their being, every coin in their arsenal in, in their reservoir, in their bank, was God's. And they was to the beat of total dedication, total mercy. And in those handful of Sikhs that focus on this idea, where the always serve the Shep with total sacrifice, a very, very interesting idea is introduced. Quote end quote. Higher than the whole concept of high and low. The whole foundation of the discussion about the office versus us, their misness versus our they were involved in high, we we're involved in low. They had the smell of perfume, we have the bottle of perfume. But when you focus on the Mercedes Nefesh aspect of the office, we say they sacrificed every when you sacrifice everything to God, there's no such thing as high and low. Is you and God? In other words, although you read so many sikhahs and so many maimotim that put us, so to speak, on a pedestal above the others, and we say that the Avis had only the spiritual of the Mitzvah, they didn't have the tangibility of the Mitzvah, but there's another side to the coin, and the other side to the coin is they were called Merkava, chariot for God, total Bittal, total Mesir nefesh, and somebody, the chariot for HaKadosh is doesn't need to have a physical mitzvah or a spiritual mitzvah. He's one with God. Or to use other words, there was no gezeid in the first place. There was never a separation between heaven and earth that needed to be healed at Mount Sinai. So these are two sides of a coin. There is the side of the coin which is very familiar, that you learn about a lot, that the, their mitzvahs were only spiritual, and the are physical, and the mailas of that and so on. But there's another side to the coin. And the other side of the coin is that there was an aspect of Masidus Nefesh in their lives which puts them in a whole other category. Now, Let's learn the Sikha. Let's go straight into the Sikha. You will see, as this class unfolds, why I gave you this introduction. Page three of your stack. There is three, four more copies here for you to take if you wish. Now, girls, the way these classes work is I read what I underlined. So just keep your finger on the place and move to the next underline unless I otherwise, especially otherwise. Kassav haRambam b'sefer ha-Mitzvah. The Rambam writing the sefer mitzvah Quote. Mitzvah Mitzvah two fifteen. God Almighty commanded us to circumcise our sons. <laughs> As God Almighty said to Abraham, You should circumcise your firstborn. Now, no long speeches, but a short speech is now in order. Then I'm going two books. A book of Halachas, which is called Yad HaZakor, or Mishnah Torah; Another book called Sefer hamitzvah, a book of Mitzvahs. And many times but I'm a right to say for so a the with right, the other are different. Here's a classic example. How do we know you're supposed to do a bris? Depends on which book you look. If you look in the Halachas, in the Mishnah Torah, it says, because in the book of Leviticus, in Vayikra, there's a four word pasik. Uvayim, Hashminay, Yilmel, Besar, Five words. It's, it has to do with the laws of Yeldis, the Tumas Yeldis, a complicated situation, with the 7 days and the 33 days, the 14 days and the 66 days, and the carbonus and so forth and so on. There's five words right in the middle of the story, bringing a And we learned from that Pasuk is We do not learn Brismillah from the story of Avraham You'll see why soon. But in the Sefer Hamitzes, which is the sister Sefer of Teira, that Ramam says we do a bris because of Ramavinu. Scratch your head and be confused. Confusion is a sign of intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. how come in the halachic Sefer of the Rambam the Rambam makes it very clear that you're not going to learn from Bavinu, and in his other Sefer he says no no it is. Now look at look at my next underline this is a quote from the Rambam's commentary to Mishnah in chapter 7 libcha. please find the next underline apply yourself on the following principle and this is very very famous this is also a Rambam, a Rambam Piresh HaMeshnaiz, any mitzvah we do today, both a negative commandment, which is called Harchoka, or a positive commandment, which is called Asiya, you listen carefully, anu we don't do any mitzvahs, any one of the 630 mitzvahs, all 630 mitzvahs came to us at Sinai be fruitful and multiply, is not from Genesis. Gid nasha is not from Vayishlah. Visit sick people, Bikr Chaylem is not from Vayera. And Bresmil is not from Laklacha. Each one of those mitzvahs is repeated again after the event of the giving of the Torah. And we learn the mitzvahs from Moshe, not from Genesis, not from Breshes. Baruch And never... Are we doing a mitzvah? Because God Almighty yeah, gave it to the mitzvah before. Kigayin, for example. ein anu malin. We do not circumcise our children. Mipnei Shavra Mavinu Olav Ashalom Mole Atzmei Vangei Beis. We do not do a circumcision because Avraham Mavinu circumcised Avin his family. Ella Mipnei only because. Shachar Dush Baruch Hu Tziva His son. Why they may Shabbaiu? God Almighty commanded us to may Shabbaiu. Shenimo that we do a circumcision it is only that we add the words Ki'moi shemol Avram, the circumcision we do is the same ritual as the circumcision Avraham Avinu did but we're not doing it because God said it to Abraham we're doing it because God said it to Moses so what's the question if after Matan Teirah all the mitzvahs we do is because of written after the Teirah, not before how come when it comes to Bris in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Ramah mentions Avraham Avinu it's not about Ramavin, It's about Meishar Rabban. He said, "I'm reading the next underline, page fifty-four, second column." The question is even stronger. Why in the Sefer Hamitzvahs? Maybe a cost of Avram. the Rambam himself. The same Rambam brings a pasuk about Avraham Avinu. But doesn't at all mention Pasuk of Pasuk Sazir. Even though every person who's learned Rambam knows that the real source of Mitzvah Smila is the pasuk of Pasuk Sazir. Is the question clear? That means incredibly clear. Turn the page. Page four now. Now the Rebbe asks a second question. Okay, and the second question you should have asked me yourselves. Have you ever been to a bris? Have ever been to a bris? You stand on the other side of the curtain, right? So you don't need to see, you don't have to see, right? But you can hear what they're saying, yeah? What is the brach of a bris? There's two brachas. The Moyel says al For circumcision. If a father is doing a meal on his own son, instead of saying alamila, he says lomol esabe to circumcise my son. After the moil says alamila, the father says baruch atah deshem elokin emeloch elam ashek deshanu b'mitzvesa v'tzivanu lahachnise b'vri say shel Every single bris, we say this. We thank God for giving us the mitzvah of bringing our children into the covenant of Abraham. Red flag, you have a problem. Good. Mikivan, page four now, page fifty-five. Mikivan, smila milah matalzalenu. It says the Rebbe's words: since the mitzvah we perform Eino <speaking> mitzvus <in> milah shenetztaav <Hebrew> Avraham Avinu has nothing to do with Abraham. We don't do mitzvah because of Avraham Avinu. We do all six hundred and thirty mitzvahs because of Meishar Abinu. Ela Yaseida v'Yanahu, the foundation and idea of each of the mitzvahs is mitzvah Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yedei All of is the mitzvahs God Almighty gave Meishar Abinu. Says the Rebbe, I don't understand. Why call it the covenant of Abraham if it has nothing to do with Abraham? This was fixed. In the text of the blessing, or Yom oh, how precise blessings are supposed to be, to bring him into the covenant of Ramavinu. It's a wonderful question. And I have here. A few other sifres. There's another sifre. There's a number of different sifres. So they're ask the same question in various different ways and various different answers. We're focusing on this sifre because in this sifre the concept of the covenant emerges. Why are we mentioning Abraham if, in fact, our daily practice as Jew of Jewish of Judaism as Jews has nothing to do with Abraham? Has only to do with Moses. And here's the answer, girls. And I'm going to preface. We're better than the others. <laughs> Aren't we great. <laughs> we have the bottle of perfume, all they had was a good smell, right? We can do mitzvahs and elevate physical things and we're mamasha amazing. It's never been anybody as weird as we are. Unbelievable. Okay? But remember, the others had a relationship with the Ebershtim that although on the one hand, was so limited, all they had was the smell of the perfume, they didn't have the bottle. But on the other hand, because they were a covenant, because they were nefesh yidim, they were Baruch They were chariot for the Abishter They were in quotes, above the whole idea of divisions. There was no higher, there was no lower, there was them and God. You with me? So the Rebbe is going to say a very simple thing. Every Jew does mitzvahs. But in addition to doing mitzvahs, you're creating a covenant. Inasmuch as mitzvah, bris is a mitzvah, we're very different than Avraham Avinu. We're not learning the mitzvah of Mila from Avinu because Avraham Avinu didn't do the same thing we're doing. We learn it from Meshach But in addition to B'rish being a mitzvah, it's also a covenant. And when it comes to the covenant, it's the covenant of Abraham. In other words, when it comes to the idea that a Jew sacrifices himself to Hashem completely, like a baby who's eight days old and doesn't even have choice, there's a covenant. There's a bond between Yidna and Hashem which knows no limits, that we continue to inherit from Avraham Avinu. In other words, what separates the Oves from us is Mitzvahs. But the, the Neshama, the Pintaliit, the essence bond between man and God, the Nejiu and this we inherit from the others. So on the one hand you say there's a Mitzvah of Mila, and we're not doing it like Avraham Avinu, we're doing it like Maishah Rabbeinu, but at the same time, in as much as the covenant is concerned, as far as the covenant is concerned, there was never a Gezedi in the first place, it doesn't need to be broken. There was no Elion, there was no tachtu, was just a connection. You follow? You got it? Let's learn it inside. I told you the answer. Page fifty-five, second column. By Iker Hagadol Shekaz of When the Rambam writes, "The onu m'kayim es ha-mitzvus," when we do mitzvus, "Einim mipnei atzivuim shetkidnu latzivuim shalmei shalbeinu besinah," it's not because of the mitzvus that came before Meishal Abenu, but only because of Meishal Abenu. Says the Halich. This means. When you and I do a mitzvah, we're doing an obligation to the Eved Shetan. Be kiyim, call our mitzvahs we do mitzvahs. Ba ach varak me'atiru shalachazish baruch. Why the Meishar Rabino? It comes through the Eved instructions to Meishar Rabino. Meishar gave us the mitzvahs and we do them. Bli kasher ve'zikar latzivuyim shenemar there and v'emeshal fanu any connections. The prophets who came before it says the Rebbe Avraham Avinu and Geula Guf ha'mitzvahs umhusan. When it comes to the mitzvahs themselves, this is not true. It's entirely reasonable. When you talk about the essence of the mitzvah, as we do it after mitzvahs, after matantera, they have a comparison and a connection. They can even be one of the same thing. We're doing a different commandment. This is a commandment from God. This is not a commandment from God. But the ritual could be the same. Our bris is different than Avraham's bris because we were told to do the mitzvah, but what the mitzvah means could be constant. Ubeni din dan mitzvah smila. Next paragraph, please. Last paragraph, page fifty five. Vaday. there is no question. Shera ktiivu yeshalakolish baruch why they may shera beinu. We do a bris only because God said to may shera beinu hamachayav v'sonolakay mitzvah to do this mitzvah. And as much as doing a mitzvah is concerned, we have nothing to do with Abraham. However, at the same time, the essence of this mitzvah of Mila, which we were given, it's still Avraham Avinu's covenant. In other words, God told us through Meishah mila. that we should do what it is, but when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Jewish people they should make a bris, what was the bris that they were meant to do? She'ekaraz who is barachim of Avinu. Continue the bris Hashem made by Avinu. This is the answer to the question. Avramavinu was so close to the Eibishter. We're not nearly as close to the Eibishter. We do mitzvahs. And in the mitzvah of bris, in addition to doing the mitzvah, we're connecting to the great closeness of Ramavinu Avinu the Eibishter. And that's called the bris. The, not the mitzvah of this but the covenant itself who's greater Ramavinu or me it's such a foolish question it's so childish and so simplistic any person says I'm greater than Ramavinu is a fool how could you compare to Ramavinu? we have a distinct advantage over them because we can do physical mitzvah they couldn't because Hashem gave us this B'matana but the connection to the Abish that the others had is the greatest possible when you're doing a bris you're doing a mitzvah and you're tapping into the connection of Ram created that's the chappah that's the idea. That's why, by Abriz, you say bebis, yashale, rovin. Read next, further. Vishara mitzvahs and most other mitzvahs. Harei a mitzvah k'vishenitna The mitzvahs we were given at Har He mitzvah chadash is new. What does new mean? She no It's not connected to life as it was before the Tether was given. Page fifty-six, girls, right column, bottom paragraph. Mil, as opposed to Milo we do a bris. What are we doing in this bris? Is lemitzvahs misa d'avram? Is connected to avram avinu as well. Einir ak tam vezeichet. It's not just a, a reason why we keep a bris. Elosh or who? In your mamish, it's mamish. The same thing. Shateich and mitzvahs milah shalono. The bris we're doing is machnise as brisay. Shal machnise as anivul. You bring the circumcised. Be brisay. Shal The covenant of avram And of course we're not saying this bracha even though it's a lie. If when you come to Abris and you say we're saying it because it's true. So how would you explain this? You have to speak in English instead of in in philosophy language. How would you explain this in practical terms? There's Yiddishkeit and there's Yid. We're far better at Yiddishkeit than Abram was. But Yid... It's all him. Yiddishkeit. My meal is better than his meal. My lulav is better than his lulav. My film. but my identity—nobody was Jewish. And when we make a bris, we're doing two things to our child in one act. We're doing a mitzvah, and in as much as doing a mitzvah is greater than Abraham Avinu's mitzvah, but we're doing the covenant. What's covenant? We're revealing the natural connectedness between this human being, between this yid. And the Abishnah. and in as much as that covenant is concerned, you couldn't find a better label than Avraham Avinu. You want to talk about being Jewish? You want to talk about to Eberishim, which is Lamaila Menaseichu? Invoke Abraham. Yeah, but he didn't have the bottle of perfume. Perfume, perfume. Those are all relationships. Avraham Avinu's Jewishness was at his very, very core. And when we're doing bris, we're connecting to Avraham Avinu as well. Because it sounds very simple, and it is very simple once you learn the her but this is incredibly wonderful. It's such a gishmak of art. It's a gavaldik of art that the Rebbe is telling us. And if you wanted to put in alternative words, we didn't divorce our past when we became Jewish. We added to it. And because when we became Jewish we didn't divorce our past, those things from our past that didn't change, we continued. Okay? You want to hear a et dugma? This is a parenthesis. This is an aside. And if, if this confuses you, don't worry about it because it's really not important. Last week's pasha was... Kayser. Kayser. In last week's pasha, is a very, very controversial rashi. The good news is, nobody knows it's controversial, so everybody's fine. There is a rashi that mentions Ksub. Remember? Abraham had a Pelegesh, a cocubine. What's a cocubine? says, Rashi. Noshim What's the difference between a woman that you marry and a cocubine, which is Allah not allowed nowadays? A wife is with a ksubah. A Pelegesh is without a ksubah. What's the problem? What's wrong with this Rashi? A ksubah is not part of the Torah. Ksubah is a Derebonah. You know why they made a ksuba? The ksuba was made in the times of the Gemara. There's no ksuba in Danach. You know why they made a ksuba? To protect a woman's rights. That's why they made a ksuba. That's the whole point of the ksuba. And the law is, if a woman loses a ksuba, she's not allowed to live with her husband. It's her protection. I mean, it's it's as it is. It's it, when you read the Chazal, it seems like it's a man's world. The ksuba was designed to protect a woman's rights, which means a woman has a right to waive her ksuba. You know that. She can say, if, if a woman is richer than her husband, she says, keep your ksuba, I'm keeping my money. A woman gets married, yeah, everything she belongs to her husband. What does she get in return? A ksuba. All kinds of rights. He has to take care of her, he has to protect her, he has to feed her, clothe her, bury her, take care of her children. Right? She could say, I'm richer than you, I don't need your help. That's halach. Now, we're not going into whether the people actually do it, but this is, a is a document like women's rights. A ksuba is a rabbinic document. If ksuba is a rabbinic document, can you tell me what it's doing in Pashat Chayi the Torah hasn't even been given yet, and now she's talking about Ksubah. Good question, huh? No? Didn't bother you till now, you can go on living without it. Mm-hmm. The answer is, they used to make a Ksubah in the ancient world. They always made Ksubah. Before Had Sinai, there was a document made to protect a woman's rights. But they didn't give it to Pilagesh, they gave it to a wife. When the Torah was given, the Ebership did not incorporate Ksubah into the Torah. That doesn't mean Jews didn't write a Ksubah. It simply means it wasn't a mitzvah. So we held on to an ancient tradition. So ancient, it's from before Har Sinai. And Jews continued writing ksubas. Now we can debate whether they always wrote ksubas, they didn't write ksubas, But ksuba in Jewish law is a rabbinic idea. And its tradition, its source is ancient, from before Har Sinai. Now there's mysticism to match. I'm giving you a halachic insight. This halo has a lot of mysticism, a lot of pneemias. The Rebbe has a wonderful sikha on marriage. How does the Raman begin his discussion on marriage? When Raman talks about marriage, he says, before the taylor was given, this is how people got married. And the Rebbe says, Whoa, who cares about what happened before? And the Rebbe explains, it's also a Lumdish thing, but it's a it's much closer to mysticism. The Rambam wants us to know that there was a way people got married. It was much more natural, it was much less involved. When the Abish gave along gave us a teta and complicated marriage, he didn't take away the old method of marriage. He added to it. You know what's marriage? Two people live together and are married. That's marriage. Two people agree to be a couple. That's marriage. No ring, no documents, no rabbis, no kedushin, no chupa, no gunish. That's marriage. And aloha, that's a goy and a goy to get married by living together for a certain period of time, whatever that is. The chachamim came along and they had a ring and they had a chupa and they had a ksuba. They did all kinds of wonderful stuff. It says that Ambam don't think that when the tater came along, we just threw away all tradition. No, no, no. A marriage is still a husband and a wife living together, but we're going to bring holiness into it. Kedushin. And there are more examples. I can talk on and, on and on and on but this is this is a wonderful vision of our Rebbe. He reads many Rambams like this. And it's very creative. It's a very big khidish. The Rebbe shows that there's many Rambams where the Rambam is trying to show us that things that existed in tradition before the Torah was given, which was a part of the seven mitzvahs of Nayach, we didn't just throw it all away. The Ebers gave us 613 mitzvahs. They're all new. Including Brasmila, including Gedan Nasha, including Peri and Todor B'Kechel, the rest. But we juxtaposed it against the back trap of the traditions that Jewish people had from Neuech and Mad Merishin. They're also part of Yiddishkeit. They're not mitzvahs. But they're part of Yiddishkeit. And in some cases they're higher than Yiddishkeit. For example, we do a mitzvah bris. That's new. And we make a bris mila like Avram Avinu. That's old. And that old is higher than the new. In mitzvahs, we're better than Avraham Avinu. But in covenant, in connection to the Abish you don't want to make a new covenant. You want to hold on to the old one. It's the best it will ever be. L'achnithi b'vrisi shel Avraham Avinu. So when you're doing a bris, and you should know this is true when you get married also, there's two dimensions to the marriage. There's the mitzvah of marriage, and then there's the idea of marriage. The idea of marriage is so powerful, it's before Torah. It's the very, very nature of people. It says in Genesis, Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother, and he will attach himself to his wife, and they'll become one flesh. That's not a mitzvah. That's a fact. That fact is deeper than Hariyat Mokodeshli. It's deeper than any Indian in Halacha, and it's a part of marriage. We don't take away the essence of Humanity that the abish gave in the Sheva Mitzvahs b'nei neach because we have Tayag Mitzvahs. What does it say about the woman? I don't know how the woman and the man become separate. There's no difference the man and the woman whatsoever except in the mitzvah. No, no, no. You said the man separates himself from his father and his mother, and he attacks himself to his wife. Yeah. So what about the woman? And Same the woman? thing. She separates herself from her father and the mother, that's her husband. In 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 the Sheva Mitzvahs b'nei neach there is zero difference in a man and a woman. In Halachas of teda, your husband's going to give you a ring, you're not going to give him one. That's the law. In the mitzvah, the man gives the wife, but in the idea that a marriage is two people becoming one, that's not a mitzvah. It's the bedrock of creation that the create created, Odom and Chava had it, Hevel and Mrs. Hevel had it, Kayin and Mrs. Kayin had it, and so forth and so on. I don't know how well they got along, but that's not a mitzvah. It's a pre-mitzvah. It's a super-mitzvah. And in this siege it's the covenant. So, our mitzvahs are better than Avram's, not the covenant. So, by the bris, you speak about the mitzvah, and then you say there's another thing, a second bracha, the covenant. The covenant isn't new, it's ancient. It's from Vizui, page 4 on the left, page 56, second column. Vizui kavonasaraman. The Raman therefore says, by Sifa he adds, Shachados Baruch Hu Tziva Eisaniu I Demesh Rabbeinu God Almighty commanded us to Demesh Rabbeinu. Shenimah we should do a Bris and he adds K'mayshamal Avram Avinu. Why is he mentioning Avram? We're not connected to Avram And the answer is LaHad Gishu wants us to know that a Chidush beMitzvah Smilah Shanu Our Bris is different in as much as it's a Mitzvah. Nevertheless, even though our Bris is different because it's a Mitzvah. But it doesn't mean that we lost the old. It's we're doing the mitzvah of Mila. And in as much as mitzvah is, milah is concerned, it's different than Avinu's mitzvah. But at the same time, the covenant, the covenant is the same. because the covenant is, like I said to you before, there's no there was no decree that you have to break. There was no division between heaven and earth, that you have to fuse. It's coming from a level where the union is absolute. And then on page 5, which is 57 and 58, the Rebbe explains this in a wonderful, in a very, very, very scholarly way. But unfortunately, I don't have sufficient time to do this. So I'm going to have to leave you. This, this, all the paragraphs that are underlined in 57, are really wonderful. So I'm going to stop here. Uh, but there's more to read. Okay.